Hello, and welcome back to the Wishing You All podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Amy Albero, founder of Revive Center for Wellness. And I'm Catherine Van Eyck. We're both licensed therapists and wellness enthusiasts. We know how overwhelming it can be to figure out how to navigate your wellness journey. So each episode, we hope to bring all the pieces together to help you figure out what fits best for you. This week on Wishing You Well, Amy and I are going to be talking about motivation. Why do we rely on it so much to get stuff done? What is our motivation type? And when should you be worried about your lack of motivation? Mm. Yeah, this is a good one. (laughs) So many good questions. Excited to dig into them with you. But before we get into that, we have to, of course, get into some announcements. First and foremost, did you know that we have a YouTube channel that is filled with tons of content, including Reactivity TV, which is our therapist take on all the hottest shows going on right now, all the trending shows we've been giving our therapist perspectives. So every week, Catherine and I commentate on shows like Succession, You, The Bachelor, Love is Blind, and more. There's so many shows out there, and we... We also want to know what shows you are watching, what shows you suggest for us to react to, whether it's a show that's out right now, a show that you used to watch that you just binge over and over again, whatever it might be, let us know and we want to cover it. So definitely email us at wishingyouwell at revivecenterforwellness.com. We do love hearing from you, whether it is through our email that Catherine just mentioned, or with a rating or even a follow lets us know that you're that you're listening, that you're here with us, subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or through Spotify is so appreciated. So thank you for doing that. If you haven't done that already, please go ahead and hit the like button, hit the follow button, subscribe, and let us know that you're here with us giving us a rating also does a tremendous amount. It really helps us know what to discuss here on Wishing You Well and also helps get the word out and broaden our audience. So let's get into our episode. Living, living, and well, we feel it. Take care, take care of, of ourselves. ourselves. All right. So motivation, it's like always, always coming up. Mm-hmm. I need motivation. I, I lack motivation. I have to be motivated in order to do X. Why? Why? Why do we do this? Why do we rely on motivation so much? You know, I don't really know because motivation is kind of garbage, like on its own. <laughs> But it, it it feels like this big, it's like, it reminds me of like the Wizard of Oz, like the Almighty Oz. Like it's this idea that like, if only we can have motivation, then our entire life would change. And when you pull the curtain back, you realize like motivation is like a lot of smoke and mirrors, <laughs> kind of like, like the Wizard of Oz. And so I don't, I mean, I have some ideas about why we why we rely on it. But I think we emphasize it because it feels like we are fed this message that we do need motivation. Motivation is the the silver bullet, the secret ingredient to like being a productive or successful human. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what is just kind of put out there. I mean, think about all, all the motivational quotes, all the motivational speakers, everything has motivation in front of it because we gravitate towards that. We gravitate towards that because when the moment we do or the moments that we do feel motivated, they're really inspiring and they're, and they're really productive. And we feel really good when we feel motivated. Mm-hmm. It's just that seeking out motivation to fulfill this need uh, or like this, fulfill this desire to get things done and to, and to reach goals and to succeed is not, really what we should be looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think, I mean, I'm, I'm one, one who loves a good, you know, motivational quote. I've got, I've got tons of, you know, books <laughs> that, that are like from motivational speakers and things like that. And so do a lot of the clients that I work with. And, and one thing that I talk about a lot with them, or we talk about together is like, like all of the, and the like lingo is there, but like sometimes with these, 
tools. Like it doesn't actually tell you like how to, what to do. It's like, you know, gives you the, the motivational, like saying, but like with no follow-up, it's like, okay, I just read an entire book about (laughs) motivation, but like, there's no hack to like, yeah. Well, it's kind of like the words itself are supposed to instill that in you. Yeah. And then when they don't, then we're left like, what's wrong with me? Why aren't I motivated? I, I just read that beautiful quote and it hit me the last time and it got me to do this the last time. It got me to lose 40 pounds three years ago, but why isn't that, why isn't it holding the same meaning anymore? Why, why isn't it motivating me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And, and I think, you know, the reality is that motivation is fleeting and it's not something that we have like ever present with us. And I think that's why we like get so mesmerized by it or like really like think that we need to rely on it because when it's not there, we kind of like feel its absence. And when it is there, we like feel its power. And so it feels like we we are like constantly chasing this motivation or rather we can't like simply can't get anything done without it. So it like has this like mystical quality around it, which is again, like kind of a trap. Yeah. Yeah. I know it, it does seem so intangible when you're not feeling it. You're right. And it's fleeting. It's, it's inconsistent. Like we don't know when it's going to come around again because it it's so hard to get yourself motivated. Mm-hmm. You know, getting yourself motivated doesn't actually make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Like you're either getting yourself to do something or you're not. Right. Well, do you, do you struggle? Motivation. No, no. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess we're going to break it down, but like, do you struggle with motivation? All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. I mean, I, like, like I said, like we were saying, it's inconsistent. It's leading. Like sometimes I have motivation and like a perfect example this morning, I woke up and I was feeling amazing. So I just did so many things mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like housework type things before even getting started with work. And, and then it, I like lost it. <laughs> So even in the matter, the matter of a morning, it was there and gone. In the matter of like a few hours, it mm-hmm. was gone. Mm-hmm. And and like, I'm not going to say I'm somebody that works well under pressure because I'm not like I don't like to think that that's an actually good tactic. Mm-hmm. But like, sure, if I'm like down to the wire with something, like I'm going to get it done. But like, motivation didn't make me do that. It was mm-hmm. like something else that's important to me. But yeah, I lose, I get and lose motivation all the time. What about you? I hate to be this person, but like the, the idea of, of like a lack of motivation, like doesn't resonate with me that much. And I think, of course, like there are things that I like, don't feel like doing or like, don't have the patience or like the care to do that I have to do and, and that, but like, I, I think sometimes where I struggle with motivation and like helping others who are struggling with motivation is like, I don't totally understand. Like, I think I haven't bought into motivation as the golden ticket. And so like, sometimes it's like hard for me to like understand why it holds such meaning for people. But is this to say like, there are there, of course, like, this afternoon, I was supposed to be grading papers. I didn't quote unquote have motivation. I just really didn't feel like it. And I would rather do something else instead. And I so I did that, I, you know? Well, but, I think that's where it gets tricky. Like, like when you just don't feel like doing something, mm-hmm. does that mean you don't have motivation? Like I had the same feeling yesterday. It was like a beautiful afternoon. And, and on some days I would take advantage of that. On some days I'd be like, yeah, let me go outside. Let me get some steps in. And I was just like, I don't want to, I just want (laughs) to sit here and like watch some TV and like, and then get mad at myself later for not going outside because then it's dark. (laughs) Like that's what I want to do. And then, and then (laughs) I ended up going out and doing it, but it wasn't motivation that had me go out and do it. It was like, 
well, it was probably a little bit of like, come on, Catherine, buck up, just get out there. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not, I wouldn't call that motivation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what I would call that. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess, you know, we're definitely going to get to essentially like maybe how to reconceptualize like motivation and, and maybe if we are, are not feeling motivated, how to help ourselves, like still get done what we want and need to do. But like, we're hitting on the fact that like, there are so many misconceptions about what motivation is, maybe how it's defined, like how, how powerful or how responsible it actually is for productivity, um, how to get motivated. Like there's so many misconceptions, but I think what makes motivation kind of this is hyperbolic, but like what makes motivation dangerous, so to speak, is that the, for me, like the biggest misconception that I hear is that people feel like they need to wait for motivation in order to take action. And that is what like is one of the biggest misconceptions that I've encountered as it, as it relates to motivation. No, absolutely. I mean, I feel like that's like a highlight double underline that like so many people are just waiting to be motivated in order to get things done. And like we, because we think that that's the only way to succeed. And like, we think that that's like the special ingredient, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think is? It's, it's little cousin. It's little cousin (laughs) called discipline. (laughs) I I think like, like, honestly, that's, that's something that probably got me outside yesterday was like, I'm disciplined in my regimen to get some sun and get and stretch my legs out and get some steps in. Like that's a discipline that I've instilled in me same with like working out like it's a discipline now where i am drawn to it i'm like connected to it there's like a purpose behind it and when there's purpose and there's there's a connection you're so much more apt to make it happen Mm -hmm. so i think i think that people are are kind of switching out the two that like they're looking for motivation, but what they're really wanting is to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I'm right there with you. Yeah. I think I was a couple episodes ago, I had, I had said the word discipline and I know you were like, Ooh, Amy, like that, that word. And I've been thinking a lot about it and you know, I, I still stand by discipline as like really a main ingredient and maybe a a different framework for discipline is also commitment, like having a strong commitment to whether it's yourself or goals or whatever, whatever that, that like strong internal connection is that like defines your purpose for whether doing something or doing life or whatever it is, that that is what we really need to harness in order to like get going. And I think, I think the more accurate representation of motivation is that um, it's not that um, action follows motivation. It's that motivation follows action. Like we have it inverted somehow. And I'm sure like you've experienced times where like, you don't really feel like doing something, but then you start doing it. And then you're like, this isn't so bad. I could do a little bit more or like, you know what, I'm going to, I said I would only do, you know, one load of laundry, but like, I'm here, I'll throw in two or like, I'll, I'll fold it might as well. Like, and I think that's the thing that we like forget. And that's like, if, if there's one thing I want our listeners to take home, it's that, that it's action first, then motivation follows. And if only we can just get one foot in front of the other for a couple steps then the motivation will come. Like that's the, that's the key. Mm-hmm. No, you're so right. And, and, um, and now, now I'm thinking even more of like how, how powerful that can really be and how, how ex- extensive that that can get, that if you get into that zone and that, and that cycle of action 
that then is followed by motivation. So there's more action, more action, more action that it lasts Mm -hmm. rather than relying on motivation where that could happen out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And then you're just waiting for more motivation. And then you're waiting for more motivation again. There are so many more peaks and valleys rather than this more consistent continuous thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's so true. Well, and as you were describing that, I was kind of thinking about like the consequence that that each of those two paths can have. Like if you're always waiting for motivation, you know, you start to internalize really negative thoughts about yourself or just maybe the thing. Um, and that's really not helpful. Like we've talked in our in our shame episode a while back, like shame is not a motivator. But if we keep waiting around for motivation and again, society or whomever social media gods tell us that like no no motivation is the secret well if we don't feel motivated then we start to feel like something's wrong with us if we can't get it going and that's not helpful that doesn't actually get us to do anything whereas like on the other end like you were saying like if it is a little bit more consistent or if we start to just make some movement toward whatever it is, whatever task or goal or whatnot, that actually is much more confidence building. And it's really confidence that is a motivator that will like help build the momentum. But again, we don't quite see it that way. Mm-hmm. No, I, and, and I think like another thing that we're kind of warping this into is like kind of going back to what, what you said. And when I said, when you said commitment and I was talking about purpose that if whatever it is that you're trying to get yourself to do, or you're kind of like waiting for motivation in order to do, it might be because there's this lack of commitment and lack of purpose into whatever it is that that you're interested in. Let's say it's a new exercise regimen or a new diet or, or getting your, getting your work done throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Like what else could it be if, you take motivation off the table. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're, if we leave it out, then what else is left? Are you connected to this thing that you actually think that you want or think that you need to do? Mm -hmm. Or is it just something that you think that you should be connected to? Is it something that you think is, is what's, what's expected of you? Mm -hmm. Is it something that, is there something else that you could be looking at other than I just, I'm just not motivated. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, even in the way that you, you just said, I'm just not motivated. It does, it does sometimes feel like it becomes like a really convenient reason to not maybe follow through. But I love what you were saying because it's, it comes back to what feels like the subtitle of like all of our episodes, which is like, maybe we can get curious about like what's underneath a lack of motivation. And, and certainly like, we're not suggesting that our listeners like always need to be motivated and like always need to be working towards something and always need to be, you know, making progress. Um, And we also like need to do things like we need to do things to survive. Um, And a lot of those things we might not feel like doing. And so, yeah, I love what you're saying around like, like if, if you are noticing a lack of motivation to really think about, yeah, it's, it's place in your life or the meaning or like why this even matters, why this is important and trying to connect to that. Like, like I was just thinking we've just gotten through tax season, right? Like who feels like doing their taxes? Nobody. Like, I mean, maybe some people do. I certainly don't. Not fun. It's boring. Um, And if you I put, are, I put that one off for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And if you're an independent contractor, it's like really not fun because you have to <laughs> owe, owe a lot of taxes anyway. So, but like we need to do that. And so like really finding a way to get yourself to, to do something that you don't want to do. It's not going to be like, I, I don't even know what, what got you, you, you said you put taxes off for a while. Like what, what actually got you to do them? the deadline approaching and thinking about the penalties that would that I would incur if I didn't do them. <laughs> yeah, okay. But maybe but maybe for somebody who's who's 
strictly like a, a like a W two employee, their their motivation, quote unquote, might be or what actually got them to do it is like the return, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. knowing that like you get a reward at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. So you're talking about two different two different types of motivation. Dread and reward. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe a little bit of pressure and reward. Like, yeah, like those are definitely two ways to to get yourself toward motivation is to mm-hmm. I, I'm a I'm a I, I have a toxic relationship with pressure, maybe. I, I'm I'm someone who quote unquote works well under pressure, even though I know that's not very helpful. <laughs> well, I think I also tortured myself a little bit because I, you know, this, like I love my planners. I love like to-do lists. And so if it's something that's a recurring item on a weekly to-do mm-hmm. list, like taxes, that's torturous. Like if I see that every single week and it was there for weeks, maybe even, I mean, a couple of months, right? We have a lot of time to do this. And it was there. And I was like, I do not want to write this down again. I just want to check it off mm-hmm. <laughs> and get rid of this thing. Mm-hmm. And now it's been replaced with some other things that have <laughs> <laughs> But the satisfaction of it now being gone is is there. Yes. Right. Oh, it's so, wonderful. Sometimes we do get to that point of like whether it's like frustration with ourselves that like it's like, all right, I've been putting this off for so long. I'm tired of essentially like breaking a promise to myself that I'm going to do this thing. Like, let me just do it. So I think that's also another, like, maybe that's a little bit of a pressure point is like putting it in plain sight, like in plain view as like, you have to face it literally every day in your planner <laughs> that you have this thing. Well, I that think you're- that's why, I think that's why a lot of people get into the same kind of rhythms with with, like going back to diets, right? Like they might change their phone background or they might put sticky notes on their fridge or in their cabinet. Like the reminder, that constant reminder that says like, remember you're trying to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. it works, mm-hmm. but that also isn't motivation. That's not, that's driving you. It's it's like a this pestering little like sister that's like, Remember, you remember what you said you're going to do, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and that doesn't always work. Sometimes you're like, "Shut up." <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Rip the post-it note off the cabinet. Oh, yeah. Do you know I and and I was going to say it's funny like with the with the reminders, like you need to actually read them for them to be helpful. Like I'm so guilty of like putting something in my calendar or like putting something on my fridge or whatever. It's like, but I don't, I avoid it at all costs. Cause I like know what it's telling me. So you have to, you have to know yourself a little bit to know it's going to work, but yes, like the reward and, and pressure maybe of a deadline or accountability, um, like telling someone else that you're doing this thing and having them check on you, like that those things could at least give you the, like a li- enough pressure to like, again, s- just to begin something. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what we're looking for when we're thinking about motivation. It's just like, I just need that little kick in the butt to get going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are, you're right. Like there are so many other little things that can do that kick but not motivation because mm-hmm. of all the reasons that we said, because we don't know when it's going to come around because we can't just conjure it up with our, some potion on the stove. Like it doesn't work like that. No, no, it doesn't. I I will say that, you know, I'll, you hear a lot about like, and I'm sure you especially like hear a lot about motivation in the workplace and like how employers are, like try try so hard to create motivation in the workplace and reasons, you know, obviously to help the business and make it grow and and help and make it better or whatever. And the only real way to do that, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying before about connection, is like to build morale, to mm-hmm. make people want to be there and make people want to be a part of something. And 
So it's funny that like what's what's trying to be instilled is this motivation, but like you're not doing that by <laughs> by gifting everyone motivation in the morning, right? Like it's a different process. It's a whole different like act to then have people say like, oh, I actually like working here. Like the the morale is really built up. I feel connected to my coworkers. I feel connected to the work that I'm doing, the the business and 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 who it's run by. Like I feel really, really like I'm a part of this mm-hmm. that has people keep going. Right. And it, and so it's even it's it's like misconstrued in a way like in the message but in the actual act it's not because what gets people to go is this idea of connection mm-hmm. that makes sense. oh totally totally yeah it, i mean it, i guess it comes back to that buy-in idea like yeah like if if you're an individual like thinking about things for i don't know uh, things that you want to work on in your life you need a, that level of buy-in you need that level of like a deep connection to why it's important. But yeah, at work, yes, of course. I mean, something that I I work on a lot at Revive is like the is building community and building morale and looking for like reciprocal care. <laughs> you know, I we talked a lot on the Revive's birthday episode. Like I care a lot. And I think that shows through and it's reflected back. But I've all I've definitely been in workplaces or even I'm thinking about some clients that are like feeling so unmotivated at work, um, so unfulfilled at work. And like, yeah, it makes sense. Like you don't, your values might not align with your employer or the business. Like you might not really feel taken care of or cared for. You might not feel like you're getting like any positive reinforcement. Like, so yeah, why would you care? Like, why would you be motivated? It makes sense. So we've like just shared like, some some thoughts around what does work, what doesn't work when it comes to motivation. But there are some like maybe potentially controversial takes or, or maybe even myths as it relates to like what can motivate people. So we want to chat a little bit about those things. And the first is yelling, like having someone yell at you like whether that's in a workout class and like having like one of those trainers that's like on your ass and like yelling or i was telling Catherine, (laughs) i love gordon ramsay so much love watching (laughs) house kitchen and such a big part of like his way of leading is like through yelling so i don't know what do you think okay but what but what if gordon ramsay was doing it to you yeah, no, I would not work for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a yelling type of type of. For me, yelling does not work. I would cry. No. I would feel <laughs> embarrassed. I would my the my like perfectionism would like take over, and I would just feel like the biggest piece of crap because I was getting yelled at. So for yeah. me, yelling is not motivating. It like completely shuts me down. Yeah, but, no, no, Sam, Sam, and like. Yeah, just brings me back to like being screamed at on the basketball court by my coach (laughs) and just like wishing that my assistant coach was my actual coach because he knew how to motivate me. He knew how to like get me, he he knew how to inspire me. Mm. And like, it was not through yelling. Yelling was like, okay, I'm going to shut down now. And like, all I hear is loud noises. (laughs) Whereas my sister-in-law, she, she loves it. Like she, she tells me that the only way she can get up sometimes to do her work is like to kind of like yell at herself and use negative self-talk and like, and I don't even know what she says, but she says things that like are so mean and she's the sweetest human being. And she doesn't actually feel these things about herself, but she says them like as if some sort of like drill sergeant was was making her get up to, you know, finish her essay or whatever it is. Seems to work for her, but <laughs> sounds like she has a really healthy self-esteem. Good for her. But but it sounds like, you know, being it, it sounds like like you're saying, like she doesn't view that as like 
that's not her and who she is. She's not like internal. That's not an internalized set of beliefs about, about herself that she's able to kind of like externalize it. And it can work for people. Like you, you just said the words like drill sergeant, like there is a way of leading that is a little bit more authoritarian that like some people do respond well to, or like when there's like a heightened structure, like that also incorporates yelling. Like there are some people that really thrive in that, like Milita- militaristic ways of of leading like yeah shit gets done and yeah. and so it not, might be something i did not go into the military <laughs> <laughs> but you're right about the internalization i mean like whatever my basketball coach was probably yelling at me for were things that i probably like believed to be true about myself at the time of like not being good enough at you know scoring layups. Ooh, I missed too many layups, you know, I'm still working through that. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm. so, so no, like it was probably like a combination of the delivery and like how it was being, how it was being communicated to me and what was being said. And it was just like, Ooh, no, I actually know. Like, these are things I believed about me. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't work. You're not making me feel better. <laughs> yeah. Well, can you share a little bit about the assistant coach that you said was more inspired you more? Like, what did that sound like? Well, he was more, He, I mean, he was more encouraging. He was more supportive. He wasn't like, he wasn't afraid to like tell me when I did something wrong, but I think there was a balance too. There was a balance between his encouragement and his, <clears throat> I, I'd like to say like his like true coaching ability. Like he was actually trying to coach me. Mm-hmm. And, and when you do that, you're trying to teach someone something and help them along where this other coach was really just trying to reprimand you and trying to make you feel like the smallest person on the court. And like, I was the four or five. So I was one of the taller people on the court. (laughs) So, so it was just like, he, he didn't have any of these communications, lack of skills that the other coach did and Mm -hmm. and his, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so thanks for for sharing that and like pointing out the disparity between the two. And it's interesting. I I was just talking about this maybe last week with someone who, again, struggling with motivation. And with that comes a lot of shamefulness, like, God, I'm such a piece of shit. Like, I'm so lazy. And and so I was talking with her and saying kind of like when you're in a mindset like that, like, don't listen to yourself coach yourself instead, like talk to yourself, coach yourself instead. And the coaching sounds a lot more like what your assistant coach was like kind of a mix of like, kind of encouragement. And also like, yeah, that coaching of like, you know what you need to do, like, you know, kind of being encouraging and and positive in a, in a, in an intonation and things like that, but still being directive and still being like, almost like, you're still holding the person, like you're still supporting them, but like still and being firm at the same time. And that's kind of the, what we need because if it was just the, like, you're doing so good, sweetie, like, no, like that, that's not going to do it either. So you do need kind of that, that mix of like a little bit of firmness, but also the softness too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So arguably best slogan ever from Nike. Just do it. What do you think of that one? Well, I'd like to say good try, but also <laughs> but also Nike's a very successful company. I don't know if their slogan has how if it has a ton to do with that, mainly just because outside of Nike dumb, I don't think that just do it works. I don't think that telling yourself or telling somebody like imagine imagine all of our clients that said i'm feeling unmotivated and i and i need motivation to to make myself this this healthy lunch today imagine we just said we'll just do it then like what do you, <laughs> just do it i mean how terrible a therapist would be <laughs> it's true yeah it doesn't sound very supportive it doesn't even like it's not even very directive actually right. 
And I mean, I think like the concept is right, right? The concept goes along with what you were saying before that motivation follows action. But the the actual message, it doesn't land for for people struggling with motivation. No, it probably sounds like pretty invalidating too. Like, yeah, just do it already. Yeah. Because it it doesn't it doesn't really highlight like the the struggle that it can can take to like get going to to it's not just to do it like to do it is is a is a struggle sometimes mm-hmm. right and ad- actually like even just adding the just makes it seem like well it's so simple mm-hmm. like you're like you just said like it's just making a salad at lunch I mean. That's not hard. Just do it. This that is just really it, gets you. This is making me laugh a little bit. Not sort of not related, but it's like I think about this like with emotions sometimes, where like someone will say like, "I've just been like so I don't know anxious lately," and like people who have never experienced anxiety before are like, "Well, just stop being anxious." It's like the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> right or or the people that say like i'm really really sad well just like smile <laughs> you should smile more <laughs> yeah well and i think it's hard because like the idea like coming back to what we're talking about the idea of you should smile is like there is science behind that like even putting on a fake smile produces serotonin and like and like actually can can create a genuine feeling of happiness but again it's the delivery that is problematic and so i think the idea of just do it like you're saying like maybe is a little bit too broad but like when we're talking about like just take action first and then motivation will follow we're talking about like a baby step action like just yeah something that like you know revs the engine a little bit to like get the car into motion yeah i also think like going back to nike like i think that they knew know their audience Mm -hmm. and i mean if you just think back i don't know if you've read shoe dog it's really cool but when you think back to like the start of nike i mean it started as an athletic brand and like obviously you know it as as an athletic brand but it also is a lifestyle brand now too and it started with track shoes and so they know their audience like they know that okay well athletes are already like doing it they're already going they're already feeling it they're already putting in all the work just do it Mm -hmm. like it makes sense Mm -hmm. and and so and it makes sense to somebody that's already in that kind of mindset in that zone where you're like this morning you could have said just do it to me when I was like going, going, going with that laundry and these dishes and that and that and that. Like, and it would have worked because I'm like, oh yeah, like it's simple for me right now because I'm already doing that and I'm just gonna do that now too and over here and that. Like it makes sense. But if you're in that lull or you're like in that rut and you're in that, that place where doing it is the hardest thing, mm-hmm. then that's not gonna it's not gonna play no (laughs) we're using succession lingo here (laughs) (laughs) love it it's so it's so true like the just do it can keep momentum going if it's already there but if you are starting at like at a zero like there's no way and i think i think in that when i've had people who are like really lacking motivation and there's like a lot to get done but there like there might be things that are maybe easier like lower hanging fruit to do and so usually i'm like why don't you start over there like or maybe let's think about the things you're already doing and like go all in on those things and that again that energy um or that action of doing doing anything doing things can help create motivation for other things and yeah, so it replicates it's, itself exactly it's physics right like a body in motion stays in motion and a body at rest stays at rest and so like if we can just get ourselves in motion 
in any direction, we can then redirect it with a with a just do it. Like, all right, you're you're already like, I don't know, cleaning your car out. Like, why not, you know, take the trash out while you're at it, kind of thing. Just do yeah. that. <laughs> exactly. And a lot of the times, you know, we're we're talking about like when you're at your lowest and when you're at your when you're at like square one that sometimes people i mean i i think that we should make the distinction between not having motivation and feeling depressed mm. because a lack of motivation is a depressive symptom mm. and also feeling like you're like you like you can't get motivated doesn't necessarily mean you're depressed either mm. yeah no that's really important to note too. Um, and so like, and I, I, yeah, I think, I think it does get into a little bit of a slippery slope because as you're saying, yeah, as therapists, like we do motivation is something we pay attention to along with a ton of other factors, like as it relates to depression. Mm -hmm. And so like when we, when we, when we as therapists start to get really concerned is when there's a there's a significant drop in motivation if you are someone who is typically doesn't really struggle with motivation or productivity or or whatnot um can get can generally get the things you need to get done done and then that that changes then that's when we might be concerned or be wondering about motivation as it relates to depression or when like i i think we both shared like there are things, even in your in your least motivated times, like there are probably still things that you are either doing or feel motivated to do. Um, and then there are things that are maybe in the camp of like not really motivated to do those things. And that's that's pretty normal, pretty normative to to have that, to have kind of a combo of so so it's it's normative for people to have like varying levels of motivation um, related to tasks and goals and things like that. Um, but when we start to see kind of a pervasive lack of motivation, that's really getting in the way of your ability to function. That's when we really start to think about it from the context of it being depression. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if, as I'm describing these things and you, and you're, you might be realizing that perhaps your motivation has has shifted for a while or that you are generally feeling pretty unmotivated along with other symptoms of maybe sadness and hopelessness and isolation and things like that. Don't wait on that. That's serious. Take that seriously and talk to a healthcare provider or a therapist. If you're in therapy, talk to your therapist about that too. It's really important that these symptoms get get addressed and taken care of. Mm -hmm. And we will put some resources in our show notes as well. Yeah. And aside from depression, another kind of, I guess, misconception is like how when you aren't motivated, it means you're lazy. Mm -hmm. Or that like, if you're lazy, then that means that you're unmotivated. Like it's the same thing. And so sometimes when we're not feeling motivated, we can mistake that for laziness. Right. Lazy and lack of motivation don't necessarily need to go hand in hand. But I think yeah. that's where like at, at the top of our episode, when we were kind of talking about like why it's emphasized and and maybe like some misconceptions around it are that like we might internalize this identity of being a lazy person if we notice that we're struggling with motivation. And again, like that doesn't need to equate to that. We all have moments where we feel lazy and don't feel like doing things. I have them every day. <laughs> so that's, again, kind of like nor normative and normal. So if you are experiencing a lack of motivation or a change in your motivation, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are lazy. It's something like Catherine was saying before, something to be curious about. If you are feeling quote unquote lazier than normal, then like what is going on in your life that is maybe creating this, again, lack of motivation or maybe a deeper sense of tiredness or exhaustion or 
wanting to be isolated, like really try to get curious with these, these feelings, these experiences that you have, because it is often at least one layer deeper than what you are seeing on the surface. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think like, I don't know, I, I'm somebody that will check into the lazy hotel mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody that needs, needs something to check out. Like, Cause I'd say generally I'm pretty productive and, and, and like to keep busy. And so I need some sort of like justification for being lazy. Like, Oh, I've worked really hard for, you know, X amount of time. Let me just like chill for this amount of time. And I think like on the flip side of it, if, if you're somebody where your go-to is, that lounging around and not getting into whatever it is that you want to be or need to be getting into, then that's where you might be one of those people that's looking for motivation for help. Mm -hmm. And you're looking, and again, like we've been saying, you're looking in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I was just listening to another like kind of like therapy adjacent podcast and they were talking about sloth and just have love sloth. <laughs> but the but more of the like behavior associated with with sloth which, which is like that like kind of like inaction and how really toxic that can be and how detrimental that can be to your well-being and everything and and then it was like making me think of of like there's an actual skill through dialectical behavioral therapy that like particularly as it relates to depressive symptoms like lack of motivation or like the slothdom or like these deep feelings of laziness. It's called opposite action. And it is exactly what it sounds like. Like if you are on the couch and you are like having this urge to just like lay around all day, notice that and then do the opposite. So like move your body in any direction, like put your change your position, you know, get, get up and get a drink of water, like do the opposite of what your urge is telling you in order to kind of like break that cycle, interrupt that cycle of, of what you're in. That's like largely unhelpful to you. Yeah. Can we talk about sloths for a second? So, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they're super slow and they don't do much. But like, do they have some sort of defense mechanism that like makes this what works for them? Because they're still here and they haven't been extinct yet. And so I understand the the analogy, but I'm also wondering like, but what, what do they have going for them? <laughs> <laughs> How have they survived despite their very slow reflexes? Yeah, I saw the this Darwinism. video where somebody was giving their, the sloth, like, I guess the sloth baby either got lost or like, needed some medical attention and it was getting handed back to sloth mama and like the way that sloth mama was like reaching out for sloth baby you'd think that she didn't care but like she she was moving as as fast as she could no sense of urgency (laughs) no sense of urgency but like she clearly cared i don't know what what's working for them (laughs) i don't know that's a great question great question maybe somebody a listener can can yes if you know if you know about uh, sloths and and how they've been able to survive please let us know we'd love to know (laughs) maybe we can learn something from them Mm -hmm. what's their (laughs) secret (laughs) are they really as chill and calm as they seem right for all we know they're like ducks on a pond like kind of chill on the surface, but underneath their like little eggs are right. paddling along really fast. Like uh, who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, topic for another time. <laughs> <laughs> right into wishing you well at revivecfw.com with any slot facts. We are clearly <laughs> yeah. <I'm> intrigued. <laughs> All right. So as we are wrapping up and rounding out this episode for you, Catherine, what is your go-to, whether it's behavior, action, mantra, tip for for when you lack motivation? Like, what do you do? I don't. 
<laughs> I mean, just like we've been saying, I don't, I don't wait for it. Hmm. I look for, I look for those other answers. I look for those other things. Like, why don't I want to be doing this? What's like, what's actually keeping me from this? Is it just because I'm really, really tired? Am I burnt out? Am I, or, or am I just not interested in what this, what this work is that I have to do? What I, I, I kind of just start going down that mm-hmm. path of mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's keeping me from doing something. Um, Cause like I said, I like to, I like to do things. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm not feeling motivated, there's something else going on. Um, yeah. So, you're, you so take I just the don't. Route. Yeah, I take the curious route and I. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about you? Usually it's like moving my body. Like sometimes it's like the, again, there's like science behind like move a muscle, change a thought. But like. I start every day with movement of some sort and that like really, really helps because I feel like I'm already starting my day feeling like I accomplished something or feeling like it's like shifted my energy and my mood around. But like when so I kind of get ahead of it, I, I try. Yeah, I try to get ahead of it because when I don't start my day with any type of movement, I kind of feel a little like unproductive or like it just d- isn't good for my mental health. But even like if there are times, I don't know, as I'm saying this out loud, sometimes my motivation, my lack of motivation is maybe rooted in like some like anxiety or like analysis paralysis kind of stuff like that sometimes like gets me feeling really stuck. Um, And so like even then, like I will either literally like envision myself running or I'll like if I can't get outside, but if I can get outside or whatnot, I'll like do a quick like loop around the building or or something like that like anything to kind of like shift out of the mindset that i'm in to get into like a little bit more of a productive space where i feel good physically and mentally you know yeah that's great i love that so you move your body and you get started before any kind of lack of motivation could hit yeah yeah like you like i i similar to you, like, I don't wait for it. Like, we're all going to be unmotivated. And yet we all have stuff to do. So like, we know it's going to rain, bring an umbrella. Like, that's, that's kind of my thought around it is like, why wait for lack of motivation to strike? Mm-hmm. Good point. All right. Well, one more thing to get through before we wrap up today's episode. And I think it relates to motivation in some ways, because if I'm not taking care of myself, then I'm going to feel worse and I'm not going to want to do things. Mm -hmm. So let's make sure we're taking care of ourselves. (laughs) Listeners, make sure you're taking care of yourselves. So I'm going to ask you what's on your self-care menu. Love to know what you're ordering. Mm -hmm. Appetizer, main course, dessert, three-course meal. Oh, I know Uh (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm going to pick a main course. I have a three course, oh. but I actually, this just happened right before we started recording. But as I, as I've shared a couple episodes back, I started working with a dietitian around some like gut related stuff I've had going on and some health related stuff going on. And I've really learned a lot about myself through the process, which is that I am a creature of habit and I am really not tapping into the wisdom of my body. I'm more like thinking I know better than it does, which I definitely don't. And so one thing my dietitian has really been encouraging me to do is not only mindfully eat. I know we talked about this on the mindfulness episode, um, which I'm still really working on, to be honest, but it's to be more intuitive with my meals and my meal times. And so like usually I prep, like I, I know what my menu is. I eat the same thing every day kind of thing. And it's all like pre-portioned and all of that stuff. I like am ready to go on Sunday night, Monday morning kind of thing. And and so she was saying like, but do you want that? Like, do you want to eat that? Or like, how do you know how much you want? Like how much quinoa in your salad you want? 
And I was like, well, I don't. And and so anyway, so she was like, I really, I don't want you to, as much as possible, like pre-prep your your full meals. Like when you get to it, don't just think about what you were serving yourself, but think about what you are wanting and what your body is telling you that it needs. And so don't use any like measuring devices and just think about what you what you want, which is like a huge thing for me. And also make sure you are actually responding to your body's hunger cues and not just like, it's time to, it's like 12 o'clock. So that means it's lunchtime kind of thing. And so I'm really working on that, like as a way to build more trust with my body. And I just did it and it like was slightly inconvenient, but it's okay. That's kind of what I've been really focusing on is like just building more trust with my body. Uh, what a challenge. It's really challenging. So much harder than I thought. Yeah. I mean, like here you were doing something that like helped you in one way because it helps you with time and it just, there, there you go. You have your lunch, it's ready. Mm-hmm. But little did you know, it's like affecting these other parts in your life. Mm-hmm. So, I mean- that's a lot to change up. And I know like for you, especially like when you're running around, you're here, you're there. And like, it's nice to not think about your meal, but now you're having to think about your meal and it's totally, it's like pretty inconvenient, but like a different kind of practice that will sounds like it's going to be really beneficial. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. There's tons of science that said it says it will be. It's just like my ego that says maybe not. But I think as we're talking about motivation, like this is another area where like my health, like for me is a non-negotiable. And so like, am I always motivated to like prep and like chop and cut my vegetables on the weekend? No, but like, I know that like future me is really gonna like it. And so I have this strong habit of doing meal prep. It's just going to look a little different. Like I'm things are like prepped a little bit more buffet style kind of thing. <laughs> and then I'm like going in and picking and and choosing what I want each day. So it feels like I, a nice happy medium between what I was doing and what I was suggested to do. I kind of want to switch this. To, I think it's a three course meal because mm. this is like an overhaul your life. I just got anxious, but yeah, you're right. No, no, no. I mean, you're, you're right. Like it really is a whole different, it's like a different way of behaving and thinking and feeling. And yeah, it is actually. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? What's on your menu? Mine is something that I well, I was doing weekly for a while and stopped for a little bit, but I want to get back into doing weekly. So I would call it a main course. And I think early, early in Wishing You Well episodes, I talked about how I really wanted to find a yoga class. And then I th- and then I talked about how I found one. And so I just, I'm just bringing it up again because I went back to this class last weekend. And w- so when I go, it's on Saturday mornings. And I went back last weekend And I was, first of all, I was really nervous because the classes are an hour and a half, which like, whoa. And most of my workouts recently have been 30 minutes. So I was really nervous about the length of time and just nervous because I hadn't been in a while. And then it took me, it took me a little bit to get into it. And then once I was into it, I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy I'm here. This is so great. I love this. And So I'm going again tomorrow and I'm really excited. And it just gives me like, I I don't even do it so much for, I mean, maybe for like the mobility and like flexibility aspects, sure. But I really go for like the spiritual benefit that I get when I'm there. And because the instructor walks you through and she's very relaxed. So she's not even like, I'd say like your typical yoga instructor that just like, speaks in Sanskrit and like, you don't know what what they're talking about. If you're not a yogi, like she doesn't really do that, but then she, she will bring in certain anecdotes or certain talk about certain positions that you're in and what it's doing and like what it's opening up and how, where you should be focusing. And, and so it's just really cool to like, 
mean, you're talking about like getting in tune with your body. Like I feel so in tune with my body when I'm there and it's just Mm -hmm. such a cool experience. So that is my main course. Even the way you're talking about it, I can tell like how nourishing it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Fills me up in lots of ways. So I'm excited. And I go with one of my friends. So that's also a plus because she and I both love it. And they have a cappuccino bar next door. So we can go and get a cappuccino. (laughs) (laughs) That is. That's so nice. So that's become part of your Saturday routine again. Yeah. Yeah. Most Saturdays anywhere, Mm -hmm. at least like every other Saturday. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I said, I went last Saturday. So I'm going tomorrow too. How nice. Oh, well, enjoy. Thank you. Yeah. That's all my, on my self care. Well, that's, that's beautiful. Very, very (laughs) self care on your menu this week too. Okay. Well, we encourage you all to be checking in with yourself each week like we do about what's on your self-care menu and make sure you have a good balance of appetizers, main courses, and desserts, and that you are thinking about a three-course meal. When was the last time you took a day off or took time off? So that's really important to do too. But as we close out this episode, I did just want to thank you again for being here and for following along with us for rating and reviewing and following us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you've been with us this entire hour plus episode, you must like what you're hearing. So make sure to give it a review, uh, maybe share it with a friend. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. You can also keep following along with us on our YouTube channel where we have the latest episodes of Reactivity TV. Go ahead and get subscribed there also. You can follow Revive on Instagram at ReviveCFW, on our website, ReviveCFW.com. You can follow Catherine at Catherine Van Eyck, me at Amy Albero LCSW, both on Instagram. And don't forget to send us those emails to wishingyouwell at ReviveCFW.com. Until next time, we are wishing you well.